Hey, welcome back to Graphic Novel Life with me, your host, Friar Jim. I hope that you've had a wonderful Christmas, um, that you've really enjoyed it, and that you've had a good time with family. Uh, for those who find Christmas particularly difficult, I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, chin up. 2019's round the corner, and while it looks bleak and dark now, we can always just hope and pray that the year ahead is going to be better than the last. For the last couple of years, uh, I've been reviewing a series called Resident Alien, written by Peter Hogan and illustrated by Steve Parkhouse. It's produced by Dark Horse Comics, and it's a quirky saga. If you remember a, a few years ago, well, actually, we say a few years ago now, we're talking maybe two decades ago, there was a series called uh, alien Nation, and this featured these aliens coming to Earth and becoming part of human society, and one of them becomes a police officer and partners up with the human. It was it, this is similar in the same vein. Uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, Alien Nation, but it's also very different. And just before Christmas, I got the fifth. Uh, volume in uh, the Resident Alien series. Uh, absolutely delighted to get it uh, directly from Dark Horse themselves as well, which is a huge excitement when you get one from one of the big four comics publishers in the US. Now, I'd really love to be reviewing the volume I got in that I have reviewed it already for the Slings and Arrows. You can go see that online. But I thought I should start at the beginning. Uh, with Resident Alien Volume 1, Welcome to Earth. Uh, as I said, it's written by uh, Peter Hogan uh, and illustrated by Steve Parkhouse, who... Peter is a very different writer to what you might be used to, and he writes um, quirky, genteel sci-fi, as opposed to hardcore. Uh, if you read... 2000 AD comics back in the 90s you might be familiar with some of his work and his stories were in stark contrast to uh, the rest of 2000 AD's kind of hardcore uh, sort of style that they're known for in science fiction. Steve Parkhouse is uh, an amazing artist who's been around since the 1960s in the comic industry and in other areas. I love his stuff. I love the way it's sort of a caricature of uh, people and then you see this real life aspect in people. You look at them like they're slightly cartoon but you can relate to them if you know what I mean. It's like you look at a picture and you go yeah yeah that's that's my auntie Mildred. You can totally get where he's coming from with his pictures, and I think that he and Peter Hogan just really gel together well in this series. So in this first volume of Resident Alien, uh, as we've already said, titled Welcome to Earth, we meet Dr. Harry van der Spiegel, who just wants to be left alone. For the last two years, he's lived in a lakeside cabin outside the rural town of Patience, only travelling into town to purchase supplies. His solitude is disturbed when Patience's police chief asks Harry to give his medical opinion on a murder case. The local doctor being able to do it because he's the victim. 
Harry agrees for two reasons, to divert suspicion from his reclusive existence and relieve his chronic boredom. The thing is, is Harry is a visitor from an advanced civilization on another planet, shot down while on a recovery mission to Earth. He's following survival protocol until he is rescued, shielded by an ability to generate a field camouflage in him from the normal human eye. He really shouldn't go into town, but quite apart from being bored, Harry is lonely, and thanks to his penchant for pulp crime novels, the idea of being a detective is intriguing. Before he knows it, Harry has been roped into being the town's temporary physician while trying to keep his identity secret and track a potential serial killer before tourist season opens. Welcome to Earth is a pleasantly diverting whodunit that reads well and looks great, written by Peter Hogan and illustrated by Steve Parkhouse. As a series, Resident Alien is an alternative to sci-fi tropes where aliens are largely aggressors with imperial designs on Earth. Instead, it's the humans who are the aggressors. Harry's simply wanting to live in peace while waiting to be rescued. He doesn't like the deception and subterfuge, but his survival requires it. While this is a murder mystery at heart, it isn't exactly hard-boiled noir, the focus being on the inhabitants of patience. Hogan scripts human interactions that feel perfectly natural, like real people resident in his own neighbourhood. Parkhouse's characterizations are more caricature than realism-based, but each cast member looks familiar, exactly just as Hogan intended. Where the realism lies is in each gesture, movement or expression that Parkhouse renders. Using bright colours and sharp contrasts of light and dark with a clever blend of retro 1950s pulp and sci-fi imagery infused with a slick modern style, he creates a heady atmosphere that maintains a noticeable line of tension throughout. Now this definitely isn't your usual science fiction, but Hogan has plenty of good ideas yet to gain traction in this first book and Parkhouse's cinematic overtures may have an abrupt way of introducing secondary characters, but it becomes more refined as the series progresses. If you like your books to have a unique concept with the focus on human drama rather than on gritty action, Resident Alien should appeal. And it continues with the second book, Suicide Blonde. Now having read five books into Resident Alien as a series, I have to say that it's worth holding on to this book. Uh, I initially gave it three stars uh, for the first book, which is, out of five, it's still very good, but there's good ideas and they're just waiting to grow. That they do throughout the series, and it is exceptionally well written, fantastically illustrated, and that just improves as the series goes along. The other beauty of this, it's instead of being released on a monthly or bi-monthly basis, it's released as a uh, mini-series once a year, uh, sometimes even 18 months apart. So it has, uh, it doesn't over... Uh, it isn't overexposed, if you know what I mean. It it just, you get one bit and then you wait a little bit and then it's released again. So it's kind of in short doses. The downside with that is that there's big gaps in between the books when you read them. But if you can get them uh, and you in order, it's a lot easier to kind of read it and you don't lose any of the flavor out of that. Uh, I 
I think good sci-fi should carry some sort of commentary on society within it. If you look at the nature of, say, Star Trek, which is one of the most well-known uh, franchises in the history of science fiction, is it had this, at the time, a social commentary from Gene Roddenberry that people could live together and that with a common purpose and a common identity that of being human, although different shapes, colors, ethnic creeds and ideas, we could advance society far more with unity and peace. Now that's a very idealistic one. You have other uh, science fiction uh, frequently illustrated within 2000 AD and from say Pat Mills his sci-fi was very much about uh, self meditation it, it was exercising the demons uh, in his life which he openly admits in his writing and in interviews and his books that it was about getting out his his experiences with religion that had uh, traumatized him and so that was his way of of getting it out but there was this commentary on the hold that religion had at the time he was going to school which was very common then and it changed by the 1980s it was a very different kind of hold that religion had, had on british society that is what good sci-fi should be and i think within the heart of resident alien is that good sci-fi but it's gentle it's not it's more like star trek it's gentle it's in there and you have to look for it but the beauty of it is that it comes out in the art as well it's sometimes with sci-fi you know one's good the writing or the art very rarely both and that does it does happen i mean it happens more frequently now if you look at saga for instance there's that commentary that's at the heart of that but that's well illustrated and delivered in the case of resident alien that's just building up slowly and by the time you get to the fifth fifth volume is so emotive it, it is it's fantastic and uh, we'll work our way towards that uh, thank you so much for joining me uh, today if we don't get a podcast out before the new year well then a happy new year to you wish you all the best if you would like to buy uh, resident alien you can head over to amazon and click through you can go to the slings and arrows website click through to wordery as well and amazon from both those sites it's very helpful you you help um the owner of the site get a, a you know make an income put bread on the table that's great if you prefer your digital comiXology uh i'm pretty sure has some uh, it has that available you can click through to comicsology and have a look if you'd like to follow me on social media you can do that at graphic novel life at graphic novel life on twitter it's spelled uh, graphic novel lif you can also follow me on instagram at friar jim that's a mixture of 
uh, of things as well. You can also keep up with my strongman training on that. Yep, I'm one of those guys who's big and meaty and reads comics. Yes, I fit the stereotype. And uh, uh, thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you around, uh, if not before the new year, then definitely in the new year for a lot more episodes. Cheers.